Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Off in the SSA podcast, focusing on the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. I'm your host, Stu, and on today's show, it's time IMSA heads to Long Beach, California for the opening race of the Sprint Cup season. It's also the only street race in the 2023 calendar and the shortest race of the season. Long Beach is sure to provide a unique challenge to drivers and teams, but before we get into that, there's a couple things we need to discuss heading into the race. We're going to start things off with some good news for the LMP2 class. Prior to the Sebring 12 hours, IMSA President John Doonan confirmed that the LMP2 class would be present on the IMSA grid until the end of the 2025 season. Now previously, it had been confirmed that LMP2 would only be on the grid until the end of this current season. Now the confirmation of this extension confirms that the LMP2 cars, which are allowed to be present on grids until the end of the 2025 season, are going to be eligible to do so in IMSA. You might recall that there was supposed to be a new generation of LMP2 cars entering endurance racing classes all over the world, but that new generation was put on hold until at least 2026. It should also be noted in this that the LMP3s were not given the same guarantee by John Doonan. They are only slated to be on the IMSA grid until the end of the 2023 season. And IMSA has said that they will make a formal announcement on what the future for the LMP3 class is prior to June 1st, 2023. Now, I really do like this move by IMSA to just get this out of the way and confirm that LMP2 is going to remain on the grid. I mean, not that I really ever thought that LMP2 is going to be coming off the grid anytime soon. I think this is more of just a confirmation that IMSA has noticed the healthy grid numbers that there have been in that class, as well as the great racing that we've seen out there, not only this season, but in years past. It just seems to be a little bit underrated the racing product that LMP2 puts out there and there's great racing, race in, race out, and just delivers a good product for the fans. I'll make sure to keep you updated with any news that comes out about the LMP3 class as well. Wright Motorsports has formally confirmed that they will scale back their operation to just one entry for the Sprint Cup races this year. This came after it was reported, coming out of the Rolex 24, that the Ryan Hardwick piloted number 16 entry would not be contesting the Sprint Cup races. Now, this also came amongst some of the Porsche drivers and teams speaking out against IMSA and the not favorable BOP that they had to endure at the Rolex, and Hardwick actually cited this as a reason for withdrawing the full season entry. Although it really should be noted that he is also planning a pretty extensive calendar in the ELMS as well as the early season World Endurance Championship races just in the lead up to his 24 hours of Le Mans entry. The number 77 Volt Racing Porsche, which is also run by Wright Motorsports, are going to continue on for their full season planned effort. And Wright did say that they do believe Ryan and the number 16 entry will be back full time in 2024. Well, one team is drawing back some races and another team is adding on races this season. Racers Edge Motorsports with Wayne Taylor Racing Andretti, that's a mouthful, confirmed that they will be on the grid for the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. The car will be driven by Mario Farnbacher and Ashton Harrison, and this comes after they initially announced just an Endurance Cup only entry. Now, they're going to be adding three Sprint Cup races onto their schedule, with one of them being Long Beach, and the other two have yet to be determined. 2024 is going to see some new GT cars on the grid, and one of them that's going to be joining the grid is the new Ford Mustang. It hit the track publicly for the first time after the 12 hours of Sebring, 
and Ford CEO Jim Farley tweeted this video showing the Multimatic built car lapping around Sebring in what is believed to have been a multi-day test. They were not the only car on track during the test. It was a bit amusing to see that new GT3 car out on track with the Toyota hypercar as well. But on to Long Beach now. The GTP and the GTD classes are going to be the only three classes that are present on the grid, and there are some BOP changes that have come in advance of the race. On the GTP side, it's weight reductions all around. As Acura will be 9 kilograms lighter, the BMW loses 4 kilograms, Cadillac loses 7, and Porsche loses 12 kilograms of weight. Acura will still have the heaviest car at 1,045 kilograms, and Cadillac will be the lightest at 1,031 kilograms. There's also some small power adjustments as well. BMW gain 2 kilowatt hours of energy, while Porsche loses 2 kilowatt hours. Acura still remains the highest at 520 and that is the maximum allowed and BMW and Cadillac are both at the lowest mark with 513. On the GTD side we have some adjustments for weight as the Acura is going to gain 20 kilograms of weight while BMW loses 20 kilograms of weight. Those are some pretty significant adjustments for them. The Corvette has a small restrictor diameter decrease of 0.6 millimeters, while the Lamborghini sees a significant increase in the restrictor diameter, having that be increased by 3 millimeters. Mercedes will also feature a 1 millimeter smaller restrictor. Tons of fuel capacity adjustments as well. Acura gains 2 liters. Aston Martin gains two, 3 liters. Corvette will have a 2 liter fewer capacity. Ferrari loses 4 liters of capacity. Lamborghini gains 3. Lexus gains 2. McLaren gains a large 8 liters of fuel capacity. And the Porsche will have a 6 liter less fuel capacity. There are also some turbo pressure increases, a small one for the Acura, and then also one for the McLaren. One thing to note is that McLaren is still pretty much a brand new car. It debuted at Sebring, so I imagine we're going to see some tinkering with that going on here, probably into the next race as well. All right, on to the circuit itself. Located in Long Beach, California, the current race circuit is a 1.968 mile or 3.1 kilometer temporary road course laid out in the streets surrounding the Long Beach Convention Center. The Convention Center actually doubled as the pit paddock during the days of Formula One. There are plenty of infamous portions of this track, but it is particularly noted for its last section, which is a sharp hairpin turn followed by a long, slightly curved front straightaway which runs along the length of Shoreline Drive. Situated on the Long Beach waterfront, it is lined with palm trees, especially along that front straightaway, which makes for a rather scenic look. The track is classified as an FIA Grade 2 circuit, and various changes have been made to the circuit since the first race in 1979. In 1999, due to new construction, the Turn 1 set of curves was removed and replaced with the iconic Fountain Complex. A year later, this segment was revised again to create a longer straightaway leading to Pine Avenue, and the course layout has remained intact to this day. Now, sports cars have been coming to support the IndyCar race here since 2006, and the race is part of the Sprint Cup calendar in IMSA. For this year's race, we will see 28 cars take to the track, which actually is an increase of one car from last year's running. And as I mentioned earlier, they're going to be spread across three classes. 
GTP will feature 8 entries, GTD Pro will feature 5, and GTD will feature 15 entries. 73 laps were turned by the victorious 01 Chip Ganassi Racing Cadillac last year, driven by Ranga Van de Zanda and Sebastian Borde. While the other class winners were the number 23 Heart of Racing Aston Martin, driven by Alex Ribiris and Ross Gunn. That was in the GTD Pro class. And in GTD, it was the first race win for that new BMW M4 GT3, with Paul Miller Racing taking the win, driven by Brian Sellers and Madison Snow. Notably, they won this race back-to-back -back years. Now, what can you expect in this race? Well, Long Beach is a short and little bit rough track. That's going to see lap times in the range of the 1 minute 10 seconds for the GTPs on down to the 1 minute 20-ish second lap times for the GTDs. And while it does feature some good passing opportunities into turns 1, turn 6, and turn 9, given just the narrow nature of the track, and it is quite difficult to pass, I have a feeling that pitch strategy is going to play a huge role in this race. And since it's just going to be the GTPs and the GTDs on track this weekend, there's going to be a pretty significant reduction in the amount of traffic that these drivers are going to have to navigate. However, with it being such a short sprint race, drivers cannot waste any time being held up in traffic. And the driver who exhibits the right amount of patience and aggressiveness in, in making these passes are going to be the ones that find themselves at the front. In terms of weather, I mean, it's a week out right now at the point that I'm recording, but all signs point to a sunny and warm race. My picks for this race, well, I'm going to go with last year's winners here in GTP, the 0-1 Cadillac. They've looked very strong in the first couple of races out this season. They've had a little bit of bad luck, but I think Long Beach is when they put it together, and Cadillac has been so, so good at this track for the last handful of years. In GTD Pro, I'm going with the number 14 Vassar Sullivan Lexus. Like the Zero One, they've looked consistently strong through the opening races of this season, and I just have a good feeling that they're gonna put it all together here and take home victory. Meanwhile, in GTD, they've won back-to-back -back races with two different GT3 spec cars. I gotta go with Paul Miller Racing for a three-peat here with their BMW. Let me know who your picks are to win down in the comments below. It is still a little bit early to look at some of the point standings, but we're going to anyways in the GTP class. The 31 Action Express Racing Cadillac, they have a very tight lead over the number 10 Wayne Taylor Racing Acura, just a 10-point gap there. Meanwhile, in GTD Pro, a couple of strong opening races for the number 79 WeatherTech Racing Mercedes find them atop the point standings but there are some strong cars lurking behind them i mentioned the number 14 vassar sullivan lexus they're only 26 points behind the number nine faf motorsports porsche well they had a pretty darn good outing at sebring and they find themselves in third and corvette hasn't really been able to buy a break yet they've been very strong to start the season and they find themselves in fourth place in gtd we basically have a tie in the standings here between the inception racing mclaren and the paul miller racing bmw they're separated by just one point meanwhile the magnus racing aston martin and the number 12 vassar sullivan lexus have also got off to strong starts there as well they find themselves third and fourth in the standings well it's a sprint race weekend and imsa isn't the main show here they are supporting the indycar series 
So there's not too much other support series IMSA racing going on, but there is going to be the Porsche Carrera Cup that's there for two races. They're going to have their first race on Saturday at 8.10 p.m. Eastern Time, and race two will be at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Both of those can be watched on IMSA TV. For the WeatherTech Championship, well, it's an 8.10 p.m. start time for qualifying on Friday night, which can be watched on IMSA TV. And then Saturday, April 15th at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship goes for their 100-minute race around Long Beach. Long Beach is set to be a race that tests a driver's patience, as well as their skill in navigating around traffic. Well, that's going to wrap up this Long Beach preview episode. Of course, we'll be back for the post-race recap next week. But I do want to give a big thank you to our early Patreon supporters. And if you, too, want to support the show, you can head to patreon.com slash offintheesses. You can also support the show by just following, following along on Twitter or checking out the video version of this podcast over on YouTube. You can find that by just looking up Off in the S's. Once again, thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great race weekend. It doesn't go Off in the S's.